0: This episode is sponsored by Under Armour and their Infinite Elite Everyday Running Shoe, which I was lucky enough to head out to Barcelona and see being unveiled at its launch and to chat to athletes like Sharon Nikidi, who won the New York Marathon a few years ago, who does all of her easy and steady runs in this pair of shoes. And then we've set Jess from The Running Channel a very specific challenge to train for 12 weeks for her fastest, hopefully ever, 10K, which is also back out in Barcelona.
1: Yeah, she is loving training in this shoe. And I think it's important as well because we're so lucky we get to test lots of different shoes. But we do know that some people just want that one pair that will do everything. So Jess has been doing her long runs, interval sessions, and she will be tackling the final 10k in the Under Armour Infinite Elite shoes.
0: Yeah, big focus on endurance and a brand new foam, which provides extra energy return and looks after you on even your longest runs. So if you want to know more, head to the link in the show notes. This is The Running Channel Podcast with me, Andy Badley, former Olympic athlete, but now with brand new goals for 2024, chasing a faster 5k, 10k and maybe even half marathon.
1: And me, Sarah Hartley, I am an average runner. This year I am training for a faster marathon. I'm deep into training now and later in the year I want to run further than I've ever run before.
2: And me, Rick Kelsey, I'm a recovering runner and I'm trying to run faster than I've ever ran before. And this is The Running Channel Podcast. Hi.
1: Hello. Should we dive in? Let's do it. So this week, we're going to be talking about how do you stay motivated? We're actually recording this on Blue Monday, which seems very appropriate. Oh, when we're talking about today? motivation. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, ar- yeah, I
0: already don't want to go out. It's minus two. I've sort of... Um, I've, I've, I've lost the will to get out and run today, instantly. Yeah. Really? Like. Yeah. Oh, but, but I was really motivated yesterday, so hopefully tomorrow I'll come back.
1: Do you want to know some good news in the life of Sarah?
0: Oh, yes. This is
1: my two-week streak of doing S&C. Oh, two well weeks, done. Two every day? No, as in I've done it twice, but uh, I've done it two weeks in oh, a row. Once, <laughs> once per week. Yeah, but on yeah, yeah, this you morning. you stuck morning, to your
2: goals. Uh, yes, yeah. thank yeah. you. See, yeah. look. You've stuck to eh? your goals. I
1: stuck to my goals on Blue Monday. When my alarm went off at 6.30, I went, oh, maybe not. But you, then I scrolled on my phone for a little bit. I dragged uh, okay. myself out of bed. Had and a great time. I got it, it done. You yeah.
2: kept to your running goals so far this year. Yeah, have hey. you? Uh, have I?
1: <laughs> How are your positive splits going? Uh,
2: They're improving, (laughs) they're going less positive positive than they were on uh, New Year's Day. Excellent. Uh, So I've been doing intervals eight by 200 meters with 100 meter recovery, which on frosty ground is tricky.
1: Where are you doing it as well? Are you doing it on a track or are you just doing it around the park?
2: So I've been doing it in the park, Nice. um, but I do kind of, I just, I do worry sometimes that something's going to pop. And then, so then I went into the gym when it got really cold last week and I did them on the treadmill. Nice. And it... But it's so much of a faff to do intervals on a treadmill. Yeah, speeding it up and then the the treadmill it gets to that nine point three, and then you have got to, it stops. So you got to take your finger off and put it on again. Yeah, and then it, it, it just takes forever. It takes forever to speed up and speed slow down up and slow down. down. So, so actually, run, I'm not up, sure I'm going to do it again.
0: Yeah, you end up running <laughs> faster. Tr- For longer than you want to because you've sort of finished your 200 yeah. meter effort and then you've got to slow it down. Slow it down. And then by the time
2: you slow down, your recovery's over and you've got to go. Go again. Yeah. So I, I just thought it was a bit pointless, actually. Yeah, that,
0: that is a tricky one. I Intervals, I did my first post-marathon interval session on nice. Friday, so like three days ago. How was it? It was horrible. Do you yeah. still hurt now? No. So Well, no, I feel all right. I just, yeah. um, it was a real eye-opener because I know everyone, well, often we'll get messages from people like, I've had to miss a week for injury or I've had to miss two weeks with illness Mm. or whatever. Um, And then I've come back to my training and I feel like I've lost everything. And that's how I have felt for the last week or so getting back into it. Mm. And then the intervals was a real like, oh no, these paces were sort of comfortable literally only four or five weeks ago and now they feel hard. But I know that remembering back to my career, that, that means that's almost like a switch being flicked to prompt your body to kind of get back up like I definitely know I haven't lost all of that marathon fitness. Um so it, I'm just waiting for it to kind of come back basically.
1: I think it's so important to have that reset as well though. Because yeah. if you just like push and push and push, you can't you're going to hit a point where you can't get any faster or you get injured. Yeah. So it's actually it's a very good thing as much as it feels rubbish now. Yeah. It's actually so much better.
0: Yeah, thankfully having done it every year for I don't know 10 plus years of, of during my career we would f- i would finish competing after the major championships and then a few extra races so we'd, we'd finish like september october time i'd have two weeks off and then a lot of my training group might have stopped their season earlier and so they would have been training for four or five weeks by the time i came back off my two-week break mm. and then after that two-week break i honestly f- and bear in mind only four six weeks earlier i'd have been running in the olympics or the world champs or something mm. and i felt like i'd never run before in my life so
1: it's like it's the worst feeling just two
0: weeks yeah just two weeks yeah Yeah. and it always took a couple of weeks just to like well at least to get back up to speed and to feel normal again and then i'd be chasing the other guys because they were fitter than me because they'd come back four or five weeks earlier here's Mm. a
2: question does the running season actually close for two weeks like the tennis season does in december
0: it closes for well it, it depends on what you mean by closes so the track and field season will finish at early september unless there's a weird championships like I did one in the Commonwealth Games were in Delhi one year mm. and that was in October which was very strange to have to stay fit from May for track right the way through to October yeah. um so the, the track races stop um and but then the cross-country races will in the UK at least uh, and some road races as well like road relays and things and then the club scene in the UK will have started again quite early like September time so there will be an overlap but Like I wouldn't have tried to do both of those things. So I would only really get back into the cross-country season by November, December, because I needed that sort of reset. But if you finish your track season a bit early... So there's always something happening, I think, is the answer here. It basically Mm. goes from track and field into cross-country, and the cross-country will run right the way through till March. But then the indoors also starts in January, February, March. That finishes in March. And then the outdoor season in different countries that Mm. are warmer, like the US, West Coast, and maybe... South Africa, Australia—they'll have track and field seasons. Well, actually, Australia's track and field season is is upside down January, February, March. Yeah. Um, So there are always opportunities to go and race. Um, And then people who are chasing qualifying times, like I was, sometimes Mm. might go out and race in the US in April. But then the UK track season doesn't really start till May
1: because it's not warm enough. It is interesting how like changeable you have to be. Mm. Like uh, you do get that in other sports, like with tennis, for example. But you are. It's quite a big jump to go from track to cross country.
0: Yeah, I, I and, and also, you know, I might, in the space of a couple of weeks in my break, you go from racing somewhere quite hot often um, mm. as my final race yeah on the track, you know, in shorts and a vest. And then all of a sudden it's you know, warm. it's t- 20 degrees yeah. cooler and you're yeah. trying to run 10, 12K over cross country ah. instead of me running 1,500 metres on the track.
2: This might come into play when... Sarah and I have to pick where you're going to run your marathon this year. <laughs> Is it a
0: cross-country marathon? <laughs> yeah,
2: because if you do somewhere hot, obviously the start times were used to, in Valencia, I think the start time was eight o'clock, wasn't that? Yeah, yeah. And in London, it's, what, it's ten it's a o'clock? A bit later in, in London. Nine o'clock, yeah. I, because we mentioned on the podcast last week about... Um, Honolulu. And I'll keep bringing this up. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Time's and we'll right. keep bringing it up. Guess
1: what, guess what time it starts? I, oh, because it's I, so hot. Does it start at like 5 or 6 or something? 5 a.m. Oh. Five. I watched
0: the video of last year, last night. I don't think... I mean, you... Uh, I let, would, uh, to let everyone behind the curtain <laughs> of Rick Kelsey's life... They, uh, there's nothing you like more in the world than sleep, and I actually think that this is the main reason that you only saw me at very certain parts of my marathon. We've already got <laughs> to the bottom of this. Was that it, you only saw me close to your hotel, and then right at the end of the race? Correct. That's- but you've already mentioned it. I think you've hit the nail on the head. The 8am start—you're like, no way. So is this just no way, just, like, well, no way or do I get up unless there's a nine is on my this, watch?
1: Is this Rick preempting that he won't see you at all if, yeah, you're so on if you run Honolulu. Honolulu? It's
2: purely for the podcast. In the yeah. evening,
1: yeah. In the <laughs> evening, you'll be like, hey mate, how would it go? Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. It all right? When
2: out of bed. Yeah, and there is that post-marathon feel as well that you're just destroyed for the rest of the day. Yeah, you got mm. you got the euphoria when you finish, and then the rest of the day. So that's a long rest of the day in Honolulu. Yeah. I've got a dilemma for you. Yes. both oh, yeah. of you oh, right no, um,
1: is it I'm... whether you're an ox or a bunny rabbit this year on your watch <laughs> yeah
2: pulse, the, pulse of the, the pulse ox <laughs> yeah it's even better yeah right so um, I did a race at the weekend uh, and it was 5k and some runners came back to my house for tea afterwards did you invite them By I did yeah from yeah, yeah. you or? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> peep, peep, he corralled them peep, <laughs> people I know not really know yeah. right okay so this is the runner's dilemma Right. If you go into someone's house and it's being cold, so there's no mud on their shoes, the shoes yeah. are clean. Right. You're one of three people.
1: I, oh, so, okay.
2: Right. So the first person, you take your shoes off yeah. we, without even asking. You yeah. You go and take your shoes Yeah. The second person, you just don't take your shoes off. You walk straight in into the house yeah. and sit down because you know your shoes are clean. So you sit down in the kitchen, yeah. you stay staying downstairs. Third way, this is the interesting way. Yeah. You ask the person whose house it is oh, Do you want me to take my shoes off? Do you want me to take my shoes
1: off? Preempting the smelly socks.
2: I think the third way is the most annoying one because <laughs> if you do the third one, then the person has to go. Oh no! Don't don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Just come in. Just come in. and you go and take your shoes off. Yeah. No. I'm, I'm, I've, you know been, I mean? I've,
0: I've been asking that. Yep.
2: What off, are please. you? I've got no qualms say, Yeah,
0: I, I, you, I, although I know I know your house and, and but you're saying you didn't know these people that well. So you are you don't have carpets and stuff
2: downstairs into your kitchen. Correct. And so on, so wait, they, so did
1: you want them to take their shoes I d- off? I, yeah. I
2: did, but I, I did see I went, but, oh, they've, just run, did it. but, but they've, they've just run
1: like, a- 5K, Rick. Think of the smell. Is that saying, not the fit? Oh, so
2: you're saying you're B? I'm B, yeah. Leave the shoes on. No, no, no. Shoes off. Shoes off in someone else's shoes house. off. I think yeah. you should be, I think everybody should be A. You automatically take it off unless you live in some kind of salt burn style mansion. Because yeah. then, then probably oh, everybody tropical. keeps their everybody keeps their shoes on. Uh, you know, like a big country it? mansion. No, I haven't. Oh, yeah. I've heard all sorts of horrible I things about it. I don't think it's for me.
1: It would make my year to watch that sitting next to you, <laughs> 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 just oh. to see how uncomfortable
0: you'd be. Well, someone someone uh, in the office was describing. A scene apparently from Saltburn. Yeah. Uh, but I'd missed the introduction to them talking about it, and I thought they were talking about one of their friends or like their flatmates. And I was like, Oh my, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, a <laughs> <laughs> that's a story. Who works at the running That's a story. Uh, but no, I, I would take I would take my shoes off straight away, and I and I know you, so I would also then neatly stack my shoes to the side of the hallway, lined up with all the other shoes. You that's, know what?
1: You're you, the type. You, you, you do know me yes, well. Yes, I do. <laughs> You're the type of person where I would expect if I was coming round to your house, I would take my shoes off automatically and then I would expect to be handed a guest slipper. Oh
0: yes, like in a, in a little <laughs> cellophane wrapper, like a hotel.
1: No, no, like like a nice a guest yeah, slipper. No, the, the yeah, slippers, yeah, like the ho- slippers would be like freshly, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I
2: like it. like they've been laundered.
1: So I <laughs> <laughs>
0: laundered money laundered. It makes <laughs> sense.
2: I, I think we should just help everyone along the way and say, listen, everybody, you listen to this podcast. You're clearly good people. Be more a
0: <laughs> if, you, if you're ever invited to Rick's house, be so more I, A. I'm, I'm going to go or a step further.
2: Just take them off.
1: But I'm, if you have smelly feet, be, be more i
0: <laughs> I'm going to go a step further and say that not only would I take my shoes off and tidy them to the side of the hallway, I would fully expect that when it came time to leave, I wouldn't be able to find them again because Rick would have tidied them away into a cupboard so they were out of sight.
2: <laughs> this is terrifying how well. But you, you know actually what? Have done that. I do tidy people's Oh my stuff gosh, away. are you the
1: type of person where you take someone's coat and then hide it in a bedroom?
2: I do take it, So you it, can't yeah. make
1: a swift exit?
2: Yeah, I do hide the coat. Oh, I hate yeah.
1: people like you. You mm. have it's a coat, not, It's rat. not about
2: not making a swift exit. Just he just, put, just doesn't like the clutter. Just put I can't do a clutter.
1: Can't do a clutter.
0: Yes. Coat, racks coat racks are. That's I mean, coat are inherently cluttered, though, aren't they?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, mine's terrible.
2: Yeah. I, I, I do regular Sunday sweeps where they get moved into the bedrooms. Did you
1: Did you
0: know
2: this podcast is about running? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> right, sorry. sorry. <laughs> Let's keep it topical. Yeah.
0: We actually had our topic for today's episode, which is how do you keep up with running goals? How do mm. you stay motivated? It is Blue Monday, which I do think is kind of marketing nonsense from a few years ago. I don't think it's a real thing. Mm. But it's hard to keep up with all the things you set out to do. And ours was prompted by a question. So unusually, we're bringing a question in in the early stage of the podcast today. Yeah,
1: but it was very, very accurate. So Dan from Oxford, now living in Swindon. Love that, Dan, very specific. Just before the new year, he agreed with three mates to run the Stratford-upon-Avon half marathon in April. So he's working through a half marathon training plan. His question is about what comes next. So he's really enjoying the structure and the frequency of running five times a week on this plan, but what does he do after race day? How long should he rest after the half to recover? And what should a maintaining training plan or structure look like?
0: Okay, well, there's a few things to unpick here. One is that he's got a really clear goal. So Mm -hmm. like, actually, this is something that could help you to stick to a goal if you've set one this year. So if your goal is to run a little bit more or to run a little bit faster, um, then actually signing up for a race or an event, um, maybe doing that with a friend or uh, a fellow club member or something like that will keep you motivated to the point of that race. Yeah. Um, So that's a good start because that's going to get you through the bleakest months of January and February.
1: But even to unpick that a little bit more, Mm. just having... like a finish line or a race or an end point of a training plan is amazing. I would add an extra layer to that though and give yourself like an A, B and C goal right from the offset for that race. So Mm. whatever your goal is, purely because if you get three weeks in and you're ill or you pick up an injury, something like that, Mm. you're then going to have to reevaluate like, can you do that race? Were you aiming for a PB? Were you aiming like maybe just to finish if you have that ABC goal, then you're kind of like, you're giving yourself that motivation if you hit a bit of a roadblock. So if you were training for a faster time, you pick up an injury, that's not possible. Okay, well, your B goal was to run it anyway and have fun with your mates. If you were training for maybe like the furthest you've ever run, maybe your first half marathon or something like that, then you pick up an injury. You're not sure you can complete that distance, but you can drop down to the 10K event on that weekend and still have fun. Like then at least you've got that like backup bit of motivation rather than just like, oh, the plan's completely gone to pot. I can't do it anymore.
0: Yeah, and bear in mind that the plan will go to pot. Like it's, mm-hmm. it, we are human. And so particularly when it's so dark, m- my window for running sometimes, um, and a lot of people I speak to, the window for running is very small because of you know feelings of safety when it's really dark and, and there's not that, yeah. much, that, that much daylight. Um, so you might be thinking, I'm going to run at lunchtime at work. And then yeah. like meetings run over or something happens with childcare at home, but these are all my excuses for all of these things. <laughs> um, then all of a sudden it's, 4pm it's dark again and and it's really hard to get out so it's cut yourself some slack and and i think be be willing to kind of almost shuffle your week around to then try and squeeze it in another day yeah
1: and be adaptable as well like i'm currently following a marathon training plan this week i needed to run something like three over 10k distance runs of like interval tempo easy run Mm. and a half marathon long run now this week where I'm filming two days, Wednesday and Thursday. No, Tuesday and Wednesday, which are yeah. wake up super early, get back quite late. Then we've got the National Running Show this weekend, mm, which yes. is all day Saturday and Sunday, and all day Friday. And I spent ages catch a f- free cold. I think yeah, tra- tra- it's spent-
0: a challenge that if you if you are in the UK and happen to be coming to the National Running Show, this podcast will be out at 8 a.m. So about an hour before doors are, doors oh, yeah, open. yeah, if you can so, listen to it before then. So yeah, come and come and see us whilst listening to the podcast if you're in Birmingham this weekend I love that <laughs> and if you're not email into podcast at the running com so that you still feel a part of it yeah definitely work out where we need to go in the world but that
1: is like full on and obviously because that's the whole weekend I was like old me would have gone like right okay I'm squeezing in this get up at marathon. where yeah. am I putting it but mm. like I just know that's going to ruin the rest of the day I'm not going to get the benefit I'm not going to hit as well. the paces so I've actually just swapped I've Next week was a deload week. Mm-hmm. Very annoying that it didn't fall on this week, yeah. but I've just swapped them. Yeah. And so this week I've mm-hmm. got to do like four, like eight to 10K runs. Aren't we
0: making you do a VO2 max test at the uh, National Running Show as well? Which
1: is going to count as one of my runs. Oh <laughs> yeah, I think I'm doing that as well. Yeah, you are? Oh
2: gosh, yeah.
1: <laughs> we'll <laughs> you speak know, about that next week. Do you know on the whole
2: running goal thing, it. I think you've just hit something on the head. Is it a case that because if we set a goal, it naturally runs out? So if you hit yes. that goal in February... Then the the whole idea of a goal is that actually you need to plan for after the goal and how are you going to, because then you've got nothing because then you're just in a vortex.
1: Because this is where a lot of people I feel like ended up, especially after like lockdowns and when races started coming back after COVID, everyone was like race, 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 Mm. like loads of people were doing that. And then I've seen a lot of people who were like, I'm stuck. I've, yeah. I've like used up. So I always think it's good to have, you don't have to have a precise like five year, 10 year plan. But like, actually, if you've got one really specific goal that you're working towards in the next, like in the short term, next few months, mm. actually take a step back and go like, okay, does do you want running to be part of your life for the next five years? Well, What's your like, goal what's your goal when you decide you don't want to chase pbs anymore yeah. or like what's your goal when like be adaptable because otherwise it will always have like a, a sell by date yeah and then you're, you'll suddenly yeah. be like stuck and what you were feeling after your marathon I was gonna say then, we
0: talked about it the other week didn't we
1: yeah when you hit that big goal you then have that oh you've, what's next
0: yeah because you've been hit quite hard by that haven't you yeah i have and i think that's That will be my first piece of advice to Dan and anyone else. out. If you've picked a very specific goal, which will have a finite date to it, you will go and run an event mm-hmm. or you'll cover a distance for the first time and think I've ticked that off my list. It's then where does your purpose come from? So just being aware of that psychology and, and accepting it, like I'm going to feel a bit glum after mm. this thing. And then almost accepting that sort of in, in the kind of mindfulness uh, meditation speak, you would just kind of sit with those thoughts and, and accept it and not try and judge yourself for it but then perhaps have a prepared in advance that you're going to help your friend achieve their goal, which might not have been exactly the same goal as yours. That's what (laughs) we're here for at the running channel is that I feel like there's the three of us that people are listening to on the podcast, but there's also this amazing community of people all around the world that can kind of lift each other up Mm. by, I don't know whether that's engaging with pieces of content, sending Mm. us a message, finding other runners at different events, and then encouraging each other to say, oh, right now let's do something totally different. You've, You've run your first 10k or marathon, whatever it might be. Let's go and run a Trail race, or let's just meet up twice a week for the next month and do some crazy challenges. Like we've done scavenger hunts, the Running Channel. We've done like yeah. stuff that's yeah. not been anything to do with time or distance.
1: Pizza miles. Yes. Well, it's harder
0: to organise,
2: isn't it? But this yeah. year,
1: donut miles. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah that, that's, that's interesting. So you got your overall. I'm just kind of writing this down, like taking a bit of advice here. Life, <laughs> great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this week on Help Rick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was something in that. So say you've got your, you got, you got your A game, aim. For the for the year so it's like mm-hmm. whatever run a marathon in rotterdam or wherever but then underneath it's a bit like what you're doing sarah so you're doing strength and conditioning so i want this year my goal to be doing more strength and conditioning so you're yeah. continuing doing that goal because you're still doing the snc every week and maybe part of that underlying goal kind of like the b level goal is to meet up with more people yeah. and do more running related activities but it's not the big overall a games which is hit a certain time of a marathon because then you no. then you've always got something going on.
1: I think as well, like if you are if you are chasing a time, that is incredible. But give yourself a goal that is completely unrelated to mm. that. Because then you've got something. So like yeah. with strength and conditioning this morning I was doing my hit class, Loving Life, and I was like, oh, I'm actually, I'm actually kind of enjoying this now. Post-marathon, because it, I just don't think I'd be able to fit it in right now. I was like, post-marathon, I think I want to go to a spin class or I think I'd want to go and do an exercise class where it isn't just me squeezing it in before work in my living room. And mm. like, that's like yeah. a fun goal that then gives me something to look forward to once my legs are alive again.
2: Have you ever done spin?
1: Yeah, I used to love it at uni. Oh.
2: Put oh, on really? a, bit, a
1: bit of Katy Perry in a spin class with flashing lights everywhere. Oh yeah, oh, That is my version of a nightclub.
2: <laughs> which, which Katy Perry song?
1: um eye of the tiger oh yeah uh, ramp up the bike to like gear 16 have you done it
2: andy <laughs> well, spinning. Spin. No,
0: i not done a spin not done a spin class but i used to spin a lot when i was uh, if i was injured and stuff or rehabbing
1: we hmm. should all go do a spin class oh, <laughs> spin along to katie perry Imagine. top of my voice <laughs> i think like, we could film, well, did we you do see, a podcast on a spinning bike did you see that how taylor swift got um like learnt her set and got fit for going on tour is she ran on a treadmill and sang her whole set list
0: yeah I think there's a challenge in there, Sarah. There is. Um, I, I think we
1: might be doing that challenge this weekend. I've
0: got a challenge for everyone <laughs> listening as well, actually. I think that we've come up with a, or I'm, I think we could come up with a solution for, for motivation here. I'm thinking about your marathon finishing, your marathon challenge, you know, when you do it, you'll likely feel how I'm feeling now a little bit, like, well, even with these secondary goals that we can mm. put in place. Yeah. So I think it's the job of everyone listening to this podcast. You're all part of this amazing community of runners to lift each other up. So if you know a friend that's got a specific goal they're going to be running for it it's not all on them to stay motivated Like you can help them out so we're going to be helping you stay motivated for your marathon Sarah help Mm -hmm. Rick stay motivated for him chasing his uh, fastest ever times and then when you hopefully achieve those goals then the other two of us should be here to lift that one up when you're feeling a little bit down go out for a run get on the trails uh go for a drink could be anything grab a coffee uh just to make sure you know that person doesn't feel down that's our job I reckon yeah definitely
1: yeah sounds great
2: they, I think I was so nice there that I don't know was what so to lovely. say. I, just, I, was, yeah. I was
1: waiting for you to... Wait for the punchline. Yeah. <laughs>
2: did, he, did he have some kind of ginger shot before he started the day today? He came and warmed the room up for us and now he just said I something know. really Are nice. Are you right. I did a a okay? heating on be- an hour before we started so that we were nice oh, and snug whilst we were recording. Hey. Yeah. I'll tell you
1: what... I'll. I'll do something nice for you at National Running Show this weekend. I'll get you a like Coke when you're dying halfway through the day. Thank
2: no. you very much. This <laughs> is, this is good, good luck with the cues. See you on Sunday. <laughs> this, yeah. is the, uh, this is the interval
0: session. It's changed my mentality. I'm, I'm back in the game. So oh. let's let's look after each other.
1: well as Rick frantically waves his arm around because he doesn't like us being nice to each other
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's nothing (laughs) to do with timing now he's like don't drag this on
1: just yeah (laughs) yeah, and I guess we should say as well Dan huge best of luck for Stratford-upon-Avon and he's also said uh he's originally from Oxford so might do the Oxford half in October so that sounds like a great thing to work towards post-April so best of luck you are listening to the Running Channel podcast up next we've got your questions to answer plus we've each got some very exciting news stories to discuss as well Don't forget this episode is sponsored by Under Armour and their Infinite Elite shoes. Now at The Running Channel, we bang on all the time about how if you wanna run fast, you need to run slow. I'm talking about the 80-20 rule.
0: Yes, you need to do the vast majority of your training at an easier or steadier pace. And you need an everyday pair of running shoes that you trust to do that. And the Infinite Elite has brand new cushioning technology in the form of Under Armour's Hover Plus. So that's designed to support you for the whole of even your longest runs with extra cushioning and energy return. So that's what this is all about.
1: Yeah. And if you want to check out the Under Armour Infinite Elite, head to the link in the show notes.
0: Right, news time. Sarah, what have you got?
1: So by the time this goes out, there is a incredible race that I think will have just about finished. So the spine is currently oh happening. gosh, this
0: race is terrifying.
1: The spine is, I'm not going to be able to cover it in enough detail or accuracy. So if you're interested in the spine, please go do look it up. It's actually a whole series of races. Yeah. I think the biggest one being over 200 miles from memory, it's like 268. You start around the Peak District, you go up and you pretty much end up in Scotland and you have a ridiculous amount of hours to do it in so I just look at the amount of hours that people are doing it in and go how much sleep did you have (laughs) because it sounds like Rick's worst nightmare but the conditions it is we've already said how cold it is the conditions are super super tough so like a few people have already dropped out um just because the conditions have been so cold or because I think Someone was telling me this morning that John Kelly, yeah. who's an amazing American endurance athlete, um, he unfortunately has pulled out, but he said his ankle twisted in a way that it should never go or like oh, pointed gosh. in a direction. So it just shows like how brutal the conditions well, and are. These, so. these
0: these runners are the, some of the toughest people on the planet as well. Mm. And I've seen yeah. the injuries and, and, and things that sometimes they will run through. And so for for him to say, my ankle's exactly. gone in yeah. a way that or whatever it was that he said will, will have been no doubt awful. So I guess yeah. speedy recovery to yeah. him. And, and good luck mm. to anyone who's out there Yeah, everyone who's taking
1: race. it on, good luck. Can they do it in January on purpose? I think so. Well, there is a summer spine. So oh, there's okay. like a summer okay. version of it as well. But so yeah. People th- have chosen the, to do
2: it. Yeah. It's minus yeah. two this morning. Like yeah. the
1: vo- also just huge shout out to like the volunteers, the people that keeps that race going. There's yeah. like safety crew out on the ground as well that look like they're having an amazing time. Yeah. Huge congrats. And then comparatively, just to slip in another quick bit of news, Houston Marathon happened over the weekend as well. And uh, podcast guest, Philly Bowden. How did she get on? She, I I hugely, hugely respect this for her. She'd missed her A goal, but she hit her C goal. She ran, I think like a one or two second PB, 229
0: she ran the fastest so she ran she ran a pb yeah she ran the fastest sure. ever in her life. yeah okay.
1: but she was going for sure an, yeah she was going for an olympic qualifying yeah. time but Which she came
0: brutally fast so.
1: yeah but she came away and said it wasn't my day but super proud of that because yeah. i think like if you look at her splits like she started to hurt really early on and mm. i think to be able to push through that like we've all had races where we just have known from pretty early on it's not the day yeah. but to actually to show people that you can go out there run an incredible time potentially run faster than you've ever run before and come away smiling is like i that's the yeah. kind of inspiration that i want to see
0: yeah that she was fab on the podcast just um like a real brush of breath of fresh air she's like uh so no. f- it's a warts and all approach to like pro athlete chasing that that dream yeah but she doesn't shy away from the stuff that's hard and, and she's very funny so
1: and she is helping us form part of a new series that's coming out if you are interested in marathon training or mm. you just want to see me james and jess suffer we've got a three-part series coming out where we each take on a marathon session from elite an elite athlete yes. and i took on phillies and whew, let's just say it was not 10 out of 10 philly yeah. <laughs> to <But despite, laughs> well, be calling it. it that we'd
0: adapted it as well so. oh it was
1: so hard but anyway what's your news
0: well i'm still reeling from this news story one it shows how fast valencia is so i definitely got no excuses from my marathon like it's <laughs> uh it's when we were there i don't know whether you guys we were in the hotel and stuff there was loads of stuff around the city about how they're trying to make it into a city of running um and yeah because isn't
1: there? there's like a crazy prize for a sub two gets broken there yeah something like that yeah, a, a million, taxi driver million million saying, i think yeah
0: um a million you're a million somethings.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Gold but, coins? <laughs> yes, maybe. Maybe a million, million. I <laughs> just
1: makes you think of Mario Kart. Yeah. A million yeah. of those.
0: Can you insert a little uh, Mario Kart sound effect there?
1: Sure.
0: <laughs> just did it. Yep, thanks. Um, and so Agnes Mgeti- Agnes Ngetich from Kenya, she's 22. She's been running super fast in the last six months anyway. She ran the 10K in Valencia this weekend. And saying it out loud, like, I'm looking at it written down now, saying it out loud is crazy. She ran 28.46 for 10K first woman to ever yeah. break 29 minutes.
2: That is I mean a lot of people would be happy to
0: run 5k in that. Well that's the point. I think yeah. she she was it's it's you know it's something crazy like running the 17th fastest 5k time in history back to back. So she's done it twice. Uh and she was 28 seconds faster than the previous world record, which is bonkers.
1: Wow.
0: Second place, someone who's probably never ever going to get mentioned, uh Immaculate Anyango also from from Kenya, ran 28:57. So she was also under 29 minutes. Wow. <gasps> and then Bear in mind that I think, to my knowledge, this is the first time that the road world record for the 5 or 10K has ever been faster than the track world record in history. So Gide's, uh, let's em bet Gide's track world record is 2901. And she's now 15 seconds faster than that. Because traditionally the track is, has been the fastest way to run. I wonder why that is. Well, I was going to say shoes, but I actually don't think from having seen some of the reports, I'm not sure that... Um, and Gettich was actually wearing the latest super shoes. She was wearing, mm. you know, modern shoes, but I think they're a relatively cheap pair of mm. shoes, which is pretty cool, but um, also just incredible to be able to run that pace. Absolutely bonkers, mm. really. So That's, yeah, the time, times are blowing way out of sight. Um, so it's, yeah, yeah it's a, uh, I'm lost for words. Sets like, us
1: up, sets us up for a good year. If the if the track record is currently behind, who's going to break the track record?
0: Yeah, that's. I mean, I remember Paula Radcliffe coming agonisingly agonisingly close to breaking 30 minutes mm. um, for 10k in her career. I think on the track, and now we're like, thought talking about people potentially breaking 29 minutes. It's yeah. crazy.
1: Wow.
2: So there right. we go. Good news session. You know what's next, though?
1: Yes. Questions. I'm very excited for the second question.
2: Oh really? Mm -hmm. Hmm. Well let's start with the first. Yeah, Andrew from London, love the podcast. This week you were talking about track running and it'd be great to understand what the etiquette and rules are for doing a solo session on the track. You two have got opinions on this. (laughs) Do you need to be in different lanes for different paces and how should you let people pass to avoid getting in the way of others? I live quite close to a track in Battersea Park in London but I've never been as it seems so scary any tips for a first visit would be appreciated p.s inspired by the podcast i've signed up for my first marathon in amsterdam in october oh
1: also Andrew. sarah's first marathon yeah me and Andrea are living the same life Battersea my local track too. Well,
0: yeah, maybe um, maybe you need to just come down and then you might bump into Sarah sweating and swearing her way around the track.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what I would love to say though is we will give you some tips now. Then please, please go and do that track session and then email us afterwards and let us know how, yeah. how you've got on. Because yeah. like tracks, tracks are intimidating, but they're not. Like they, yeah. I totally understand where you're coming from. I think just because I find it, I find it mind-boggling how when you go to a swimming pool there are little signs it and says there fast are fast li-
0: lane slow lane yeah, breaststroke there are li- only yeah, yeah there are okay. little
1: labels but when you go to a track it's like well you should know That's <laughs> so, so like, true I feel like, like yeah. you need a little sign Even in the being
0: UK down with the running channel posse to film events we've done stuff and you guys had been doing it you like do a 100 meter effort i'm like what are you doing and they're like we're doing 100 meters i was like no that's that's 110 meters <laughs> oh don't what? worry
1: i put a disclaimer in today's video because uh okay. me and mo started at the 200 meter mark to do yeah. 800s. that's okay okay fine
0: i used to start i sometimes used to start the 1500 meter mark because that was my office for the track so like uh, right. I, I don't think it matters as long as you're aware of what all the lines mean yeah so that you can actually because the, the benefit of being on the track is that you've got complete control over your pace you can yeah. look every fifth every meters so if you can do the maths then that can be useful it can also be debilitating you should you maybe should just run to feel sometimes yeah but, but yeah, should you... we
1: go through the simple yeah. like these are the simplest track rules yeah number one if you're warming up yeah and or if you're doing a recovery or if you yeah those two warming up or doing a recovery yes. you should be in the outer lanes yeah so mm-hmm. the Inside lane, the lane that's closest to the bit of grass or the middle of the track, that's lane one. So stay out of that. The furthest lane is lane eight. The only caveat that I would say with Battersea Track, just Mm. because I know it, is that you get sprinters running. So you might... You might come round and then you might have sprinters who are using the 100 metre straight. So yeah. that might mean that you want to be in in the like the middle lanes Five rather than the most out. This is when
0: a track is at its most intimidating. So I love it. I love the smell of the track. That's real nostalgia for me, particularly in the summer. But if you go on a club night and it's busy with lots of different groups of uh, yeah, sprinters, hurdlers, maybe field events as well. So you can't cut across the grass in the middle. Yeah. That can be quite like, oh, my goodness, where, where do, do I fit I in here? Yeah. But one, if you are on a club night, then you should join in with a group like like that's the easiest way if you're if you're there for a club night then you're a member of a club so you've got the opportunity to join in with people and, and then get swept up in. Yeah. that's the most exciting time i think to be on a track because it's buzzing um but yeah maybe if you want an introduction go down when it's a little bit quieter and then yeah. then you'd be able to jog around kind of more freely in those outside lanes if you're warming up or, or go out i actually always i used to hate warming up on the track i used to go out oh, around, really around the, yeah because you could do a lap about Battersea
1: park and yeah. then come in Um then should we discuss the controversial rule oh so
0: depends what it is
1: well so if there are some people if you're then doing your faster efforts, so if yeah. you're doing your reps you have every right to be in lane one
0: yeah regardless of the pace that you're running
1: though. regardless yeah, yeah. of the pace which i know you're a firm believer in 100%. however as a frequent member a- person mm. who goes to Battersea Track yeah I know for a fact that there are some people there who use the rule of if they're running up behind you and they're faster than you in yeah. lane one they will yell the word track at you
0: no that's which get. <laughs> we're, sorry we're, that makes me really cross
1: but yeah but this is but this is annoying because again there is no sign hang on that explains to you hang what on. that means Hang on, so
2: that. Yeah. but Sarah that means if they yell that at you mm. what's infuriating Andy right now you would then move out of lane one yeah. to yeah. let them run on the inside yeah. of you that's okay. correct but the problem with that is that if you're going f- like the reason
0: that i don't think people should do that one everyone's got a right to be on the track i've trained with groups where there were much faster much slower runners all of that sort of stuff and i would always run around people i would never shout track at someone who was doing a their own workout if they're in the middle of their hard effort if their hard effort's a lot slower than mine that's that's my problem i'll yeah. run around them because if i shout track at them by the time they've reacted to it they might step inside they might step outside they might just step into me so it's yeah. gonna hurt both of us so I just run around them the, the, there's been an the occasional time if I was doing a real a time trial or something like that where it was a you know a relatively quiet track and I was really concerned about about someone not stepping out into me basically mm-hmm. and I might have a word with some of the other coaches or like the groups before I started me like Look, i'm doing this if you can then but I'm not going to shout track at anyone like they, they can but like if, if, if you're just cooling down or whatever, can you just make sure people stay yeah. out of lane one? Yeah. What track is for, in my mind, shouting track, is if someone's walking across the track or they've yeah. just finished a hard effort and they've stopped in lane one mm. um, or, oh, or they're, or they're jogging like clearly part of their cool down or recovery or they're chatting to someone. Like that's when you shout track because you need to warn them to step out of the way and they yeah. should step off on like the Like in, in golf,
1: field. if you hit a ball yeah. and it's going to flying towards someone's head four. and you shout four. Yeah. yeah. But what I would say as well is that like, So those are the only rules that you need. Doing recovery or warming up, outside lanes. Doing your rep, inside lane. Now you know what happens if someone shouts track at you, but they shouldn't be. But all I would say is that just be really conscious if the track is busy, if if you are finishing a rep, don't get to the end of it and then just stop. Or like if you're doing, if you're following your what. Which is fair enough. I've done it where I've gone to the yeah. track and I've been following my watch. The GPS gets slightly out because it is so precise. Don't just stop in lane one like okay. when you're not. Quite I'm, I'm gonna jump
0: in on this one. I think that's madness. So if you're going to the track, don't don't use a GPS watch. Yeah, but we've like all you know done how, it. No, no, we've all done it where <laughs> if you, you, no, if you but know but how you're far you're in, it is. Like the track is 400 meters. And if yeah, you're doing I know, reps, we've all done it where you've, you've yeah,
1: started your watch. It's set up in the distances, and I've just gone. You know what? It's 10 meters out. I don't care. In the same way that I don't care, and I will go round someone and add two meters. If you are
0: going to do that, which I would say is madness then then, <laughs> yeah. then don't st- don't stop dead because that would be even more disconcerting to someone who is more experienced on the track yeah for you to stop 10 meters short of the finish line in lane one yeah then then they're likely to like inadvertently run into the back of you because it's yeah, so yeah, unexpected yeah so yeah, so, yeah, don't yeah just get dive the track. Off. love it go, go get involved with the club if you can get down there um, and enjoy the fact that you have really tight control over your pace
1: and the quietest times of battersea are mornings mm. don't go in the evenings good advice
2: Next question. Hi, my name's Rachel, but you can call me Hannah. Wait,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you know what the best thing is? She hasn't said where she's from.
2: She hasn't. Oh, hello. Okay. She ha- uh Okay. Yeah, no, she hasn't. No, she hasn't. I will be 40 next year. I'm fit and healthy, but are there any supplements I should start taking as I get older to help with my training and recovery? If so, are there any you would recommend? We might be next week doing something quite specific on this, just to let you know. However, here's the answer to today's question. Andy. Oh, everyone looks at me like I should know <laughs> what I um, Well, I mean, yeah, I am well, in my Well, did my you start years.
1: taking supplements when you hit 40?
2: I used
0: to take more supplements when I was competing, if I'm honest. Um, although that that runs the risk of, of contamination stuff for drugs testing. So I was pretty careful about testing and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. stuff. Multivitamins? To fairly, I, yeah, okay, I took a multivitamin when I'd be traveling because I'd always be worried about getting a bit run down and catching something. Yeah. Um, I would Cod liver oil? Uh, omega-3 oils I would've taken, yeah. I take them less now. The only supplement I take right now is vitamin D because of the winter in the UK. And there's loads of really good science behind that because of the lack of sunlight and you can't produce enough vitamin D. Mm. So a lot of people in the UK through the UK winter, and I imagine uh, in the Southern hemisphere in their winter, I assume it's the same, but, um, you become vitamin D deficient, mm-hmm. which has a, a massive effect on uh, immune system support and things like that. Um, I would not be ready to give, I should have, if I'd seen this question in advance, given a better amount of prep into like the changes in hormones. In, cause, cause I guess 40 next year, like that would be early for, for menopause, but there's a lot of chat at the moment about perimenopause and so on. So there's, there are, um, then hormonal changes. Um, so it would be I mean, there's a lot more stuff being written about this now. So i would be trying to read up on that. Even doctors are trying to get more knowledgeable about that period, particularly for women's health. So I don't want to recommend a specific supplement now. But I would be saying vitamin D from, from a basic perspective for everybody. One thing to check, and I do think this is more prevalent in women, is and who are doing a lot of running as well, is, is iron, iron levels. They'd be two things. And then, yeah, I was always thinking about immune system support rather than hormones and so on. Because for me, I know that my testosterone is going to be gradually declining now from now on which is why i'm much more conscious about getting in the gym because that's a way of stimulating testosterone production
1: there are now as well like i'm seeing a lot more there are tests that you can either do at home or you can ask your doctor about it to do like your deficiencies and what supplements you might need rather than just kind of like diving into it it might be worth if you are feeling you're not feeling your best maybe get a test done to see where your deficiencies are to know which supplements you might take might need to take
0: yeah and i've listened to probably feels like hundreds, tens of nutritionists being asked questions about supplements. And, and their answer is almost always really boring, but sensible, which is you can get most <laughs> of the stuff that you need from Free a healthy food. diet. Yeah. And if yeah. your diet is colorful, that's like the rule of thumb. Yeah. If your diet is colorful, then you'll be covering off a lot of the stuff that you need. Let us know at podcast at the podcast.therinintown.com if people would like to know a little bit more about, I suppose, looking after yourself as you age. Like I don't think I'm old at 41 and, and Rachel's definitely not old at 40. So it's like, But but people have that question. They have that concern about how their body's going to change and whether they need
2: to support themselves a bit better. Well, a little Mm. bit of anecdotal evidence here. I've taken a multivitamin since I was 18, say, what, five years or so? And uh, (laughs) 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 so I've taken a multivitamin yeah, but, and I've not had a cold since I was at university. What? Not had one. Cold. You've never had a never cold. Had a cold. What? That can't be true.
1: No, no. that's such a lie. I, I've never.
2: I've, honestly, you've never had a no. cold. No. What? Not once.
1: Really? What's, what's the motivator? I've, I've,
2: I've never you be seen you looking, this looking at me in such shock.
1: You've never. Yeah. never. No. Ever.
2: Haven't had a. had a cold.
1: See, when I get a cold, I have it for about a month before yeah, I can get rid of it. Yeah, we
2: know about it. Yeah. <laughs> like us. even
1: now A little bit bunged up No seriously Really Do you ever get Do you get like aircon colds Or like plane colds Don't get anything Really Oh man this, this...
2: Oh and my it, it god He also sleeps 12 you, hours a night do, do, you so... do you ever remember me being ill No no. Hungover, but no, no, yeah, no hungry, never. Yeah. I, get, I get stomach upset. I get a lot of norovirus. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but that's,
2: that, that. I get a lot of nor- I've had norovirus three times in a year. That's but that's, too, three too times much in a year.
1: no, well, no oh, that's not too much. Rick's toilet is a bad no, place to be. Yeah, hang on. No, this norovirus, yeah.
2: you know, that's the vomiting bug.
1: Oh, right, fine. Yeah. 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 But it always goes down that way. Doesn't
2: it? <laughs> uh, well, it can be, it can be both. Yeah. But I've had, but that's just because of kids <laughs> bringing it I, home. I can, I can see Sarah's mind blowing. And this is all because of Rachel's question here but literally i actually i i booked myself a doctor's appointment last month because i had norovirus for a third time and I was like what's wrong with me shall i take a, a supplement she's like no there's no point so and then did you did you drop that I you, go you in. You by the way I take, I, I, take a, I take a i take a multivitamin and that
0: stopped me from getting a cold for, yeah uh, so uh, however like, many years it's five years since you were yeah, yeah yeah and um and, 15 plus years you not a, had a cold
1: if tell you what if you would like jennifer <laughs> Aniston fish. levels of famous yeah i'm laughing I'm you laughing could make that multivitamin like you never have to work again.
2: No, well,
1: <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. this is the one. Barely thing does that any we... work
0: now. Let's be honest.
1: <laughs> just goes to Honolulu and talks for <laughs> a bit.
0: We even removed the button pressing requirements from him, by, with a piece of AI software.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're not even seeing Rick right now. He's on holiday. Yeah. <laughs> it's just.
2: <laughs> it's like um, Gladiator. Uh, uh, all right well, you well know, more to come
1: on that bombshell yeah <laughs> you should probably finish for another week there's no
2: time for a favor unless you unless you can do it in half a sentence
1: i would love to ask people to email in podcast at the running channel.com how many colds a year do you have
2: yeah. <laughs> and, and and like, believes, is, there,
1: is there anyone else who hasn't had a cold since they were 18 so in the last uh, five years no, it like, 21
2: Rick, it was 21 21 21 yeah, yeah. do
1: you remember it well
2: was I that it the was last, it was horrible. Was that the was last horrible. time you I, I was like in bed. bought tissues? I was in the I was in bed. I had the oh, flu and Rick it was is awful. such
1: a man flu person, isn't he? Yeah. If well, I no, could no, think of not. someone who yeah. would yeah. be oh, yeah. I don't, I don't You're get the It'd epitome. You yeah. are the epitome of like I, I bet it was a sniffle.
2: Whoa.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I had I had flu! There was this stuff coming out of my
2: nose! Stop
1: talking. It
0: was
2: roughly <laughs> one out of ten on the pain scale. Stop talking. Couldn't see oh god let's right, turn go to home. my mask off <laughs> right let me go and find my cod liver oil
1: couldn't go to my botox appointment <laughs> <Yeah>. right okay <laughs> and we will see you next week Bye-bye.
2: bye 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 <laughs>
0: This episode was brought to you by Under Armour and their Infinite Elite Everyday Running Shoe, which has a focus on both comfort and endurance. So an ultra springy, responsive feel that protects your legs and keeps them feeling fresh, which is what Jess has been putting to the test as she's been training for over the last 12 weeks for taking on her ultimate ever 10K. And she's been focused on consistency. So being able to show up with those fresh legs every day and every week in order to put in the work and the recovery that she needs to do. To run her best.
1: If you want to check out the Under Armour Infinite Elite, head to the link in the show notes.